Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is always to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to explore what the aura is and give you some tips and tools on how you can take better care of it. We will also talk about why this is so important. We're happy that you could join us for this episode of Living the Miracle on Taking Care of Your Aura. First, what's an aura? The dictionary defines it as, quote, a distinctive atmosphere or quality that seems to surround and be generated by a person, thing, or place. We often use it in sentences like, an aura of mystery surrounded the newcomer in town. The word originally came from the Greek for breath or breeze. So, it's not surprising that spiritualists started to use the term for the bands of color radiating around each person in the late 1800s. Of course, the electromagnetic energy field around each person has been described and written about for millennia by seers, mystics, saints, yogis, monks, and others who access their clairvoyance or inner soul sight. Some close-minded scientists, on the other hand, have been determined to disprove the existence of the human aura or at least invalidate the ability of clairvoyance to see it. The evidence such scientists point to to declare that people cannot see such an energy field or that the aura doesn't even exist consists of experiments done with a few clairvoyants under so-called scientifically controlled conditions, which are not necessarily applicable to quote-unquote testing psychic perception. For example, one such experiment was to have six enclosed and divided closet-like areas in which a human or a mannequin was placed. The, The clairvoyant was to determine which enclosure had a human and which did not by reading the auras in each space. (laughs) You know, uh, one of the things that happened for us is, oh, what was it, about 10, 15 years? No, maybe about 15 years ago, um, uh, one of the major networks called us (laughs) and wanted to have us on a uh, TV show about psychic couples. And and then one thing led to another, and they said, well, we, we heard that you can telepathically communicate with animals, both of you, and and that you have, you know, a couple of pets. And at that time, we had one Akita dog and one cat. And uh, they said, oh, we would love to have you on the show. And what we want to do is 
is have uh, Raphael and the dog, Ico, at the time, on the stage, and then you, Michael, and, and the cat in the um, back in the studio in a different building. And then I'd like you, Michael, to telepathically command your dog on the stage <laughs> to sit and to come and do a bunch of tricks. <laughs> we just cracked up because our dog was a Akita dog. And she was 10 months old, so 10 she months wasn't old. even trained yeah. all the way yet. And she was an alpha, <laughs> alpha female, the Akita dog. Just even if we jumped up and down and said sit, she would look at us like, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that's, you know, when people don't know what being psychic is, what what having the ability to communicate telepathically or to see the aura, things like that, what that means. And that's why uh, it hasn't gotten to a place where it's been, quote, tested and proven and all of that stuff. Well, I'm sure there's people out there who like to play in that realm. So intellectually speaking, that seems like a simple enough test, the one with the... Um, people or mannequins in the closet that would produce black or white results. Either the clairvoyant actually sees auras because he or she would be right in determining which enclosures had a living person and which ones didn't. Yet, on the psychic level of reading auras, the physical environment is not necessary. Thus, a clairvoyant can read a person's aura remotely, but... The very same thing that allows the clairvoyant to do so also makes it extraordinarily difficult to pinpoint what is what, psychically accurately, that is, in the physical plane. It requires a clairvoyant who has a special propensity for being able to see the subtle energies of a person in exact relationship to the physical world or someone who is enlightened enough to be able to see everything even in specific relationship to physical phenomenon in linear time. That is actually called being a brown psychic. That was a term that came up, I think, in the early 1920s or so. Where most clairvoyants see energy, especially someone's aura, is not necessarily in time and space. That's what allows them to see what we call the future or the past or to see over long distances. That ability comes specifically because the information isn't tied to the physical plane and time. There are clairvoyants who can accurately tie the psychic information to the physical structures and specific time frame, but they aren't as prevalent at this time on this planet. Although I think remote viewing is one of those uh, yeah. techniques, although they don't call it clairvoyance or spiritual reading or anything in that realm. Many clairvoyants would look and see auras in a variety of places and times and may not be able to associate them with an exact physical location or time. For example, what if being or what if a being or a spirit happens to be in or close to one of the physical enclosures as the clairvoyant is reading it. He or she 
he or she may see the aura of the spirit and determine that human life is in that enclosure when in the physical there is only a mannequin. And by the way, I've seen spirits and beings in mannequins often. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing sometimes. That's, <laughs> That's where they get those horror movies of, you know, uh, a doll uh, starting to talk or... Or, or you be, know, creepy. Be, be creepy. Be <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I've seen that. Even you go to a, a toy store with all these stuffed animals and all of a sudden there's one, you know, a being in a... In a stuffed animal looking back at you. Sometimes um, children's guides will actually get into their stuffed animals to communicate with them. So that's a, a story for or a story for or a subject for another time. Now, a highly awakened master would be able to see the difference in the aura of a currently incarnated soul and one that has already passed on in the spirit realm or has died. That's a bit more challenging to most clairvoyants than just giving an accurate reading of the person from that person's aura. Like the mastering of anything else in life, if a clairvoyant was interested enough in some specific aspect of seeing auras and devoted enough time to practice mastering that, I'm sure he or she would become very good at that. But how many practicing clairvoyants would want to devote many years just to learn to be able to prove something that they don't need proving because some scientist wants to invalidate it. The work of most aware psychics is to help more people who are genuinely interested in awakening to their divine heritage and their spiritual path and fulfillment. Now, let's get back to your aura. Of course, everyone has an aura. Even people that don't believe in auras have an aura. (laughs) After all, everything and everyone is energy, as we have been saying throughout this radio show. How can that, which is all energy, not have energy around it? Even the air we breathe is all energy. We are energy. We are energy. I'm going to repeat that again. We are energy. Our bodies are spirits. And we are surrounded by energy through and through. Your aura is that part of your soul energy that you express creatively through your body into the space around it. You can say that your aura is your creative expression as a soul. Even when you are sitting quietly and not saying a word, you are creating and expressing your creativity. To many of us who are aware of and utilizing our clairvoyance a bit more than the average citizen, the various creative soul energies you are expressing look like bands of different colors that emanate around your body. Yep. Those colors are what I first called colored clouds around people when I was a child that I start seeing when I step down a few notches on the vibratory scale from seeing the higher geometrical expressions of spirit, and that wasn't working, right? I'm trying to communicate with people. This is, you know, when I'm four, five, six years old. And pointing to this geometrical expression that I would see between us for someone to understand what's what they're going through, 
didn't work. <laughs> it, it just went right by. So once I made that decision, I remember clearly, the minute I made that decision, this isn't working. All of a sudden, it went away. And I stepped down a few notches in my frequency, my vibration of consciousness and energy. And instead of seeing the geometrical expressions, I start to see auras. I start to see the colors around people. And as a kid, you know, I don't have the word aura or anything like that. Nobody talks about it. So I'm looking and it looks to me like a a cloud of colors around each person. And I thought, how interesting. And at first, you know, I didn't know what, oh, this person's green and that person's red and this person's blue and yellow and so forth and so on. And then it took a while before I start to understand, oh, yeah, well, these, it means each, each color is full of information. So it took me a little while to start to get the information from the colors I've seen. But I was seeing these colored clouds and talking to people and saying, oh, yeah, at first it was, I can tell. Oh, they went from being happy to being angry because their colored clouds change colors. So that's what I used to tell people at that point is, oh, you're, I can tell you're not so happy because your colored clouds changed colors. But I didn't know the specifics of exactly what happened and what's going on. And like I did with the geometrical part. So anyway, um, that didn't fly either. People didn't, people didn't uh, uh, respond to me talking about colored clouds. And finally, one person said, there's no such, you know, people don't have colored clouds around them. Flat out, <laughs> uh, shot it down. And so I said, no, no, it's the air around people that has colors. And then she said, air doesn't have colors. <laughs> so it's like that for, for a kid who's trying to communicate. But some adults are very rigid and, and they are set in their way of, no, this is the way it is and this is how it's going to stay. And if you see or experience anything differently, that's, that's wrong. So that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to back off from colored clouds and, and air around people having colors also. So I'm still not that great of an aura reader even though I see it all right. You know, I, I mean, just sitting here and looking at Raphael, I'm seeing her colors all the time and, and colors change. Some colors change very rapidly. Others stay pretty consistent for the longer haul. So that part's a lot of fun. But for me, it's so much, if I'm wanting to get information, it's so much easier for me to just go straight to that geometrical part and even though it's too intricate for me to be able to, say, draw it for you, uh, it's way too intricate. And since I'm not an accomplished mathematician, I wouldn't know how to turn it into a mathematical formula to, you know, describe it, explain it to you. But all I do is I look at it. And then when I look at it, I know stuff. <laughs> it's, it's that fast. Well... It's a lot of fun to read the aura as well. And I like doing that. In certain cases, that's where I need to go uh, to communicate with the person because 
because the information is at a is, is at the level that's more appropriate to where that person's at. And even though I don't even have to talk about, oh, you have yellow in your aura and you have red over here and orange and green and purple, I'm reading the information out of the colors. That's what's important when you're communicating and when you're trying to help somebody out. So that's, that's, uh, uh, that's a lot of fun to do. And, but what's so important about taking care of your aura? Aha, yeah. It's your creative expression here on earth as a soul. If you don't make sufficient space for your creative expression, you get all backlogged. And you'll experience a lot of that as physical pain. Yet, that kind of physical pain can't be relieved through analgesics or booze or other kinds of substances. The only thing that will relieve that pressure is to give yourself the complete space to freely express your inner, true creativity. You have to let yourself fully be who you are as a soul and express yourself as such here on Earth. So, some clairvoyants say there are seven layers in a person's aura. Others say there are only three. And still others talk about 12 layers. Well, personally, I don't particularly care <laughs> how many layers there are in an aura as long as it works for you. What's important is how you see it and that you gain the information you need from it that's beneficial to your growth, healing, fulfillment. All right? So I'm sure we'll come back to a lot more about the aura. Raphael has a, a little uh, announcement to make. Well, we're first, we're <laughs> just about to have our first break. So I'd like to invite you to join us this coming Saturday, May 25th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our wonderful teleclass titled Overwhelmed Psychic Tools for Regrouping. If you've never joined us for a teleclass, which you can do from anywhere in the world, check it out. You will learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you live your life more joyfully as the spiritual being that you are in this world. For all the details, go to our website, michaeltamora.com, events calendar, for May 25th. Again, that's this Saturday. To sign up, you can also call our office at 530-926-2650, Monday through Friday, during business hours, Pacific time. I think I'll sign up for that. (laughs) When we return, we'll continue with Taking Care of Your Aura. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. 
Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Katherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about how you can better take care of your aura. We thought we would start this section of our radio show having you experience your aura. And one of the ways you can do that is uh, through a very, very simple meditation exercise. So um, if you are driving your car while you're listening or doing otherwise engaged, which many of you do, I know, when you're listening to our show. <laughs> flying a plane. Yeah, flying a plane. <laughs> Don't do this while you're driving or flying a plane, okay? Uh, you can come back to it. It's very easy to pick up our radio shows um, after the fact. You just go to our radio show site on voiceamerica.com. And um, they have the past shows on the right column. It's very, very easy to find. So, um, but this is a fun little exercise, and it's going to involve some of the tools that you have already learned many times on this show. So I'm just going to go through it very quickly, just so you can have a, a clue of how to do this. And those of you that actually can sit down for a moment, or if you're taking a walk outside, you might want to sit on a bench and just relax Close your eyes and breathe. Yes, very good. Come back to yourself. Come into the center of your head. You might even want to tap the middle of your forehead just to remind yourself where that is. Just come back to the area behind where you tapped. And then, even though you might not have ever really experienced your aura per se, Just imagine that you actually have one. Everyone does, from the lowliest to the most profound people on the planet and masters. 
So say hello to that energy field around you. That's a good way to start. You know, when you're meeting someone, you say hello, right? Say hello to that energy field around you. And just be aware that it's probably spread out a little bit. And just just like opening and closing your hand. You know, it's very easy. You have the thought, I'm going to close my hand. And you do it, right? Unless you decide not to do it. You can do the exact same thing with your aura. Just say hello to that aura. And would you just have that aura come in around you, oh, about three feet. And make sure it's above your head beneath your feet, in front of you, and behind you, and around your sides. When you're standing up, your aura looks a bit like an oval. But the way I always see it when a person is sitting down is it's like a big round ball. And it's beautiful and full of colors. And you might even get a sense of some of those colors even as you put your attention on it. Now, just like you open and close your hands with ease, you can also move your aura in and out. So just give yourself a nice breath. There you go. And would you command your aura to come in around your body to about six inches in? Just bring it in. It won't hurt it. Don't worry. And I'd just like you to notice how that feels. Doesn't it feel like you're in an elevator with a whole bunch of people and that's how you feel? Everybody pulls their aura in because nobody wants to touch auras. (laughs) Unless they're sort of out of their body. So say hello to that aura real close in. Bring it in maybe another inch or two just so you can get the sense of it. And then bring it out to about one foot out. And notice how that is a little more comfortable And then would you allow it to be three feet around you? Want to do it again? Say hello to the aura and bring it right in real close, like three inches from your body. Makes you feel like a tight little soldier, doesn't it? Okay, and then bring it out to about three feet around you. That's it. That's your aura. That's your energy field. Now, we're all connected through these energy fields in the larger field of this um, physical universe. And we've talked about that in other shows, and we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. But this is what we call your space, you know, your body and your aura and your energy and your awareness and consciousness and your higher awareness. All right, very good. And just for a good measure, would you imagine a gold sun above your head? And would you bring in that gold sun and just fill your aura up with this beautiful golden energy and let it also fill up your body from top to bottom, no effort. And the gold sun doesn't have to be hot. Just neutral, beautiful gold energy to fill yourself up. You know, when you get a quart low, this is what you can do. If you're at work, you can... Do this quietly in your cubicle or do what I did when I worked in corporate America. I would go run into the restroom, lock myself in a stall, and give myself a bunch of gold suns. Having energy in the aura and in the body is very helpful. All right. So there you have it. Now you know what your aura feels like. Michael. And once you're done with that, just bend on over, kind of dangle your arms and head. And just release any excess energies, 
you don't want to be too much of energy or else you get tight shoulders and neck and everything. So just let it go and then you're not going to lose energy that you need this way. You're just releasing the excess. And then when you're done, just sit back up, open your eyes, and look around your physical surroundings. Be right here in the physical world, in your body, right in the center of your head, right now. With your eyes open. So, yeah, how was that? That's kind of the beginning of taking care of your aura, isn't it? You have to be aware. That's Awareness is 99.9% of everything. When you're aware, your life changes. When you're aware, you start to heal. When you're aware, you can see, hear more clearly the truth, what life really is. So it's not about cramming your head full of, you know, trivia (laughs) or even knowledge of this, that, and the other thing, although that's important, but this is even more important for you to have your space to be the spirit that you are. Ah, So taking care of your aura is a major aspect of you giving yourself the space to be yourself as you truly are instead of being who you think you should be or trying to fulfill everybody else's expectations of who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be, right? We, we grow up with all that. Uh, it just starts right even before you're born, it starts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just think of all the people who were, you know, they love you, they care about you and stuff, and even your next-door neighbor to your parents' house or whatever, they hear, oh, you're going to have a baby, and oh, if it's a girl, you know, she should be a blah, blah, blah. If it's a boy, it should be blah, blah, blah. Or I sure hope you get a boy, or I sure hope you get a girl, or blah, blah, blah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just the expectations and and the demands (laughs) and and the desires, other people's desires, not yours, coming in. You have your own plan already as a soul coming into this life. But Right from the beginning, right before you even get here. <laughs> ah, the welcoming committee's already got, you know, uh, their fruitcake and whatever ready for you. And maybe you don't like fruitcake. <laughs> but they're going to give it to you anyway. So this is all part of learning as a soul. It takes, this is why it takes us so long, so many years we're growing up, we become adults, we, we have jobs, we go to school, we get married, whatever we do, we have kids, all kinds of stuff. And in the course of it, we go through all kinds of experiences and a lot of which may be challenging at the time. But as we really look at each one, we start to become more aware of, wait a minute, how come I'm not happy? Ah, oh, how come I'm so happy now? And What's the difference here? And we start to pay attention to what we as souls are expressing creatively through what we see as the aura. Okay? We can't help it. Every like Raphael said, everyone has, has an aura. Except when someone's really close to checking out of here. 
And if you're a clairvoyant, I think it was Edgar Casey, right? One time he was in a high rise and he was going to go up, up, up to a higher floor on the elevator. The elevator door opens and there's uh, several people in it already. Actually, it was completely full. Oh, was it completely full? Yeah. And then he looks and because it was completely full, he looks. But when he looked, he didn't see anybody with much of an aura. And so he steps back and he says, no, I'll take the next next elevator. And then that elevator full of people crashed and everybody died. He already saw that. So that means the spirits and the bodies were already gone, even though they, they seemed to be awake and standing there. Yeah. And so quite an experience. It doesn't take a whole lot for the body to be awake and have their eyes open and, you know, breathe and the heart beating and stuff like that. But this is why... So many people, you know, if they, if a loved one dies, one of the first questions we all want to know is, is, was it painful? Did they suffer in the death process? And most of the times you don't really have to worry about that because when a person is checking out, making their exit, the soul, the being is already way out. There's enough energy in the body that's probably still keeping the body alive, but most of the being is gone. Even in a situation like a like that, where they weren't consciously expecting to die, you know, I'm sure every most everybody in there wasn't in the elevator going, "Okay, here I'm going to die now. I'm going to get into this elevator and it's going to crash and I'm going to die." No, we don't do that. <laughs> If we knew that kind of stuff, we wouldn't do that. We just go, sorry, I'm going to not go on the elevator. I'll climb the 72 stairs <laughs> flights. <laughs> and that's also why as souls, we make ourselves not be aware of certain things. Because until such a time that we're afraid of nothing, we're, we're so, have our such certainty in who we are that we're immortal. We're not afraid of death. We're not afraid of uh, anything that happens in life. We're just going to go, yeah, well, that happens, and this, this happens, and that's fine. I'm still who I am. That's not going to change. When you're at that stage of mastery, then you leave. You're, you're not needed here anymore. You're, you don't have to stay here anymore. This is a school. Mm-hmm. It's only for us who needs to learn more to be able to leave okay and stay stay gone <laughs> yes ma- the, many masters have been known to uh, leave their body through meditation when they were finished yeah like that yeah they know they're finished yeah. and then there are the ones who create what's called the rainbow body and if you want to look that up on the internet it's a very interesting subject but i wanted to mention one more thing about the aura since we're talking about that today and that is um remember i mentioned that you're in the middle of the aura And here's a little note to take if you sit down in meditation and ground yourself and find your aura is pushed out in front of you. Do you know what that means? What that means is you're always thinking about the future. Future, you're out there pushed into the future and it's really hard to get things done because you're not in the body. And the same as if you feel or experience your aura behind you, that means you're always 
obsessing over or thinking about something from the past and you're not being able to be here right now where your actual power is. If you're to the left or right, a lot of times that means just an energy is pushing you out. And that happens sometimes when somebody stronger pushes their way into your space. And as you learn as a sensitive person to be in the center of your head and keep your aura around you, um, people won't be able to push into you. And I have some funny stories about that. Maybe we can talk about in the third section, although we would like to get to the actual taking care of your aura part. Well, we have our second break coming up, and I have a few announcements, so please hang in here while I talk about this because it's kind of important. In just two weeks, Michael and I will be in Switzerland. Yay! All of you listening to us in Europe, if you speak German or English fluently, here's a great opportunity to meet us and learn in person. And I will say that again. Here is a great opportunity to meet us and learn in person. Grazie miteinander. Yes. (laughs) First on our tour, Michael will be teaching an evening seminar in Basel, for PSI Verein on Wednesday, June 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. The subject is Using Your Intuition, How to Find Your Own Answers and Navigate Your Life. Then he'll give an evening workshop in Zurich for Forum im Licht on Friday, June 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. Get to know your friends in spirit, angels, guides, teachers, and other helpers. His evening teachings will be followed by a powerful, in-depth weekend seminar in Zurich, Saturday, June 8th through Sunday, June 9th on Unlock Your Intuition, Clairvoyance, and Mediumship to Create a Joyous Life. These are sure to be amazing experiences for everyone. Please let especially your Swiss and German friends know about this. Go to our events calendar on our website and scroll down to June to find the details and write-ups in English and German, as well as the links to our Swiss hosts and organizers' sites to get all the details in German, as well as to sign up. All Michael's teachings in Switzerland are taught in English with immediate translation into German by a wonderful translator. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. And by the way, I meant to mention, if you haven't read Michael's book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, it is also available through our website, www.michaeltamura.com. Or you can call our office to order it. And it's it's also available in German. In, oh, yes, it is. Um, and French. Yes, but those would be available through Amazon, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. So if you want to order it in English, you can either go to Amazon.com or you can call our office at 530-926-2650. When we return, we'll continue with Taking Care of Your Aura. See you in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in for Five Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on Five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes someone successful in their field? On Transformational Energy Leadership, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey speaks to amazing guests who share their ideas, advice, tips, and tricks as to what defines success for them. The result is positive transformation for you. You'll learn that personal energy is the key to make it work. And you'll hear through actual examples how to bring that positive transformation to life. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. So great to have you back. Today on our show, we're talking about taking care of your aura. I wanted to make one other very quick comment or tell a little story before I hand this over to Michael for the taking care of part of this show, the actual taking care of. And that is when I was talking about earlier about being in the center of your aura, I forgot to mention that you can also take ownership of your aura. The aura is yours. The center of your head is yours. And I have a story where one day I was running my energy, as we've been, as we've talked about many times on this show, grounded, running energy, meditating, doing the energy work, and taking fabulous ownership of my space. And I was much younger then. It was about 30 years ago. And some friends asked me out to a bar. And um, I love to, I used to love to dance a lot. So we went to a bar where there was a band and I'm sitting there and um, I thought it would be nice if someone would ask me to dance. This was long before I was with Michael. Maybe it was longer than 30. It was more like 35 years ago or so. (laughs) But anyway, uh, a man got up as soon as I put that, that thought out into the universe, a man got up who was about 10 feet from me, came over 
and quite literally, I watched him. He bounced off my aura. And he was so startled by it, he ran away. So I saw another guy get up, and he was laughing at the other guy, and he also approached me. Same thing happened. He bounced right off my aura. And these were guys that had been drinking and weren't really in their own space and in their own bodies. But they were sensitive to actual, actually feel and experience the ownership of my space and that I would not let them climb into my space. So yeah. that's a really important thing to th- think about. Exactly. And that's that. I've seen this very same thing that happened to Raphael uh, many, many times, with, especially with women who started to learn to own their own space and autonomy. And they're not going to let just anybody come in and take over energetically. And... People who are used to taking over other people's space energetically to get what they want and manipulate them, um, they just bounce off. (laughs) They can't do it. So if they can't control, it's not safe. So they go away. But anyway, let's get to the meditation to uh, take care of your aura on a basic everyday level. Give yourselves a deep breath and Make sure you're sitting down. And again, just like Raphael said, if you're driving or <laughs> parachuting or anything like that. Flying a plane. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Don't try this <clears throat> until you get home and, you know, you have a space to do this. So go ahead and close your eyes and imagine that tree trunk you're sitting on all the way to the center of the earth and is connected to your first chakra, base of your spine. Again, Anybody listening in today for the very first time, we're gonna, I'm going to skip over the details of this part, but you can get that in many of our other shows, as well as if you go to our website, michaeltomorrow.com, uh, there's a free section. Uh, just click down the free uh, stuff, and then underneath there's audio free stuff, and click that, and you'll get to our spiritual toolkit. It's a whole two-hour uh, teleclass on that you can get for free, um, MP3, that will take you step-by-step of this process, okay? All right, so you're grounded to the center of the earth from the first chakra, Ah, and just relax. Be aware in the center of your head. Yeah, just decide you are in the center of your head and that you are aware in the center of your head. And notice that you start to become able to be more and more neutral, Letting things be. Thoughts go by. Feelings go by. But you can just let them go by. You don't have to do anything about anything right now. All right. Now, uh, just start to be aware of the earth energy flowing up through your feet chakras, through your first chakra, through your leg channels. And then the cosmic energy coming down from your crown, down the back four channels to the first chakra. And then the mixture. And just postulate about... 85% cosmic energy, 15% earth energy mixture goes up the front two channels all the way through, feeding each of the chakras and flows out like a beautiful golden fountain of energy coming out of your crown chakra at the top of your head. Continuous flow. And then also remember the branches out across the shoulders, down the arms and flows out your hand chakras in the middle of your palms. Okay, so that's the real quick grounding, running energy, being in the center of your head. That's an important practice 
to establish, then all the other stuff, uh, the tools that we teach, you can use very effectively. Okay, so now that you're in this space, just enjoy. You don't have to do anything. You're not under pressure. You're just relaxing, which really means ultimately on a spiritual level, relaxing in your body means letting yourself fully be as you are. You don't have to get better. You get out of competition that you're not good enough and you have to do more, all that stuff. You could just be as you are. All right? And this is one of the hardest things for most humans to do, (laughs) especially in this day and age. So give yourselves a deep breath and just decide, okay, this is just a couple minutes, a few minutes, you're going to give yourself a chance to just sit and be as you are, all right? And then as you're sitting there, the energy's flowing more and more. Just start to become aware, like Raphael did in her little exercise. Become aware of the energy field around you. You're in the center of your head, being aware that all around you and around the body is an energy field. And we call that the aura. It's electromagnetic in nature, but it's your creative energy expression. Everything you see in your aura or in somebody else's aura, is creative expression of a soul, of spirit, through the body here on earth. So then, just become aware, and just let your aura, just imagine it's, it's in a generally like an egg-shaped uh, type of a, a field, and just imagine now an image of a rose out in front of you. And one aspect of taking care of your aura is like taking the trash out every day from your house, right? You, you know, you fill up your trash cans in the various rooms in the house and you collect it all up and put it in the big trash bin outside for pickup. But it's like that. Your aura, especially early on in your process, you tend to have a lot of junk mail and stuff that gets picked up during the course of your day. It's it's on on a physical level. If you spend a day out in the fields working, you're going to get sweaty and and dirt and everything, and you need to take a shower to clean up. Yeah, same thing. So use this rose. This rose, when you create an image of a rose, you can use it for a multitude of purposes. This one, I like to call it the collection rose. You collect up stuff in it, stuff you don't need anymore. So use this rose like a vacuum cleaner and collect up. Just let it, you can start maybe about three feet above your head. Let this rose go three feet above your head and swirl around. And in that space around your body, in the aura, and just decide. You can imagine the parts of your aura that's completely your energy. Let it be light. And the parts of your aura that's containing, holding other people's energies that you can't use and it's kind of stuck there, let it turn dark, all right? Then you'll see areas that's dark amongst this field of pretty bright energy. To begin with, this is good enough. It'll it'll work. And so then use this rose and squirrel it around the aura and go to let this rose go all the places that's darker and just 
vacuum up the dark energies. The energies aren't really necessarily dark, but we're just looking at it that way to make it easy, just so you can clean up and just collect up all the dark energies. And this is all you using your imagination to do it. So it's easy. There's no effort. You don't have to try. You don't have to struggle. It's not like, oh, this is sticky stuff. It's not coming off. No, that's just decide, oh, I can just clean it right up. Zip, zip. All right. Doesn't have to take a long time. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you're cleaning it all up. And when you clean up all your entire aura, all the way down to the below your feet. Yeah. And then take that rose and then just go kaboom and imagine it exploding. Huh, let it go. You've neutralized all that energy. Now it's going to go back in neutral, pure form to wherever it came from. So you're helping other people as well when you do this. Every time you do this, other people are going to start to get more of their own energy back. All right? So now imagine another rose and do it one more time. Just check out, see if there's any dark areas left over in your aura. And one more sweep, vacuum it up. And notice how much brighter your aura is already becoming. Just a simple thing like this. And then, once you collect up anything else left over, go ahead and imagine that rose exploding in a flash of light, neutralizing all that foreign energy, and it's going away. Going back to wherever it came from, in neutral form. Okay. And if any of your energy was stuck in any of that, it just gets neutralized and comes back to the crown chakra at the top of your head so you can recycle. Okay. Be aware in the center of your head and notice what kind of change you notice in your energy field, in the brightness, in how you feel even. The feeling part always comes a little bit later. There's a slight time lag, but you can see it, all right? And so that's just the cleanup, quick little cleanup. You can do this in detail later on as you get accustomed to this. And then... The next part is, oh, once you clean up energy out of your space, you need to replenish. And we go back to the golden sun exercise. So imagine now, as you're in the center of your head, imagine this beautiful gold sun above your head. Ah, and this sun is life force energy. It's vitality, life force energy. It gives you joy and celebration of life. Ah, it's alive. So bring that living energy down through your crown chakra, the top of your head, and let it come through and fill up your entire body. And when you see your gold outline of your entire body filled, radiating with this golden sun life force energy, let it flow out <coughs> into the aura and let it flow into the entire aura to the very outer edge of your aura until the entire aura looks completely golden. And when it's done, then smile, say hello to yourself as the spirit that you are. Stretch, and then just gently bend on over. Again, dangle your arms and head and drain off any excess energies out of your shoulders and neck. And come back up. Give yourself a deep breath and open your eyes. And you're done. Well, it's about that time again. We're coming to the end of our show. 
Doggone it. We'd love to stay with you longer. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Next Wednesday, we'll tackle the often challenging topic of karma. But you just might find our perspective on this universal topic a bit different. We'll see karma as your road to forgiveness. We welcome you to join us. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>